Hi, and welcome to The Expansive, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress comes from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. My name is Sean Lewitz, and you are about to listen to a moment from one of our previous episodes. Let's dive in with John Sonnet and Eric Kruger as they remind us how to be excellent. Um, so let's go through, there's about 10 points, and it's just like very quick uh, firing points for us to really get our heads around. And uh, the first one is delayed gratification. It's our ability to sort of delay any one of our addictions, our um, short-term needs to be met. And we find that this delayed gratification is not just even a individual challenge, it's an organizational challenge, it's a leadership challenge, it's a team's challenge, it's, a, it's an everything challenge because we've been coaxed into, programmed into a short-termism, it's a disease. In fact, when I was at the, the gathering of the large, the largest gathering of futurists at the Dubai Museum of the Future event, um, she, the, one of the speakers called it a virus. Short-termism is a virus that has infected organizations, uh, quarterly profits, uh, bonus structures, decision-making process, and it's a virus that is not allowing us to think long-term. So if you want to think about being excellent, I think there's two pockets to really want to jump into here is I think it's okay to go for short-term wins because it's necessary to celebrate yourself in those short-term wins, but to have delayed gratification for the result of what you're trying to create is really elegant. And what uh, Gary Vee says, he says, the bigger the goal, the deeper the patience. And it's almost as if this delayed gratification, if you really want to stretch it, is you actually never arrive. You know, you never arrive. That's the thing. It's like, it's a weird thing because uh, I was watching John McEnroe's documentary on the plane yesterday. It was a very good documentary. But you know what he said? He said such an amazing thing. He said there was something wrong. I was number one in the world. Some people were calling me the greatest of all time and I was still unhappy. It was the most, such a deep, such a deep expression of this man that worked his whole life with total focus to get there and was still unhappy. And that also gives us this idea that you never arrive. And it's this, it's this anti-climax most of the time when we arrive at our goals, and you know this, you know, I mean, you, you, you got a bestseller and you were like, uh, okay, yeah, done. Okay, next. Mm. Okay, what's next? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. You just mm. move on, right? You just move on. So I think there's, there's three layers to it. So let me just recap here. One, you have your own short wins that you want to celebrate, but you have a delayed gratification uh, in the idea that you never arrive. Two, in an organizational structure, the virus of short-termism is something that's infected everybody. And it's funny because the boards and the execs all want profitability, um, but they're not willing to look at it long-term. And three, this has almost been baked into our systems from schooling um, and from organizational structures itself is baked in short-termism as a virus. So it's something that we have to structurally rethink. And then obviously, I always have to touch on this, our neuroscience. And it's a high beta brainwave. It's an addiction to a high beta brainwave that doesn't allow us to really always think about delayed gratification. And the minute you get into an alpha brainwave, you don't ever have to arrive. You're just so enthralled in the creativity, imagination, and collaboration in the moment. The end result is, yeah, it's okay. You don't, you, you don't have to aim at it. 
So uh, that's point one. Yeah. There's a, a quote that I have in, on my board here, my whiteboard, that says, mediocrity is always in a rush. Yeah. I, I remember reading that and it like, it hit me. I was like, sure. Like, how often do I fall, fall victim to that where I want to just get things out as quickly as possible? You know, whether that's whatever content that might be, um, whatever piece of work that might be. And when I read that, and I can't remember who the author was, I was like, sure. That is, that <laughs> hits me. I'm still that breathing. Hits me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, still, <laughs> it's still hitting me and it's still hitting you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why I put it on my board as a reminder that it's, it's good to slow down because things that are good take time. And so it's also this delayed gratification is also because we get the dopamine hits from also pushing publish, right? So like there's a delayed gratification of the outcome that needs to, that needs to come back to you. But then there's a delayed gratification of pushing the thing out into the world. And of course there's this and you know it's nuanced there's a time to get things out as quickly as possible so you can iterate and do whatever and then there's a time to slow down and put effort and care into the thing that you are doing and delay the gratification of hitting publish and getting it out into the world and that is the thing I've well I mean I struggle with delayed gratification on both ends if I'm if I'm very honest but that's always been uh uh I guess kind of engineered into me is that I want to get things out as quickly as possible. And so I'm, I'm definitely learning the patience of doing good work. Well, I made a big discovery. I, I did a, um, a ceremony a week ago or so, and my request before the ceremony was, how do I become more elegant in my ambition? And the response I got and the teaching I received was, if you respect yourself more, you'll be naturally more patient you'll be naturally more at ease. And it's the lack of self-respect and the lack of trust that you have in the process that makes you rushed and overly ambitious. And it's the same as mediocrity is always in a rush. It's like there's a lack of respect. There's a lack of self-respect. There's a lack of self, there's a lack of respect in the process. Okay, the next one might seem obvious, but very few people do it. And it's something that we sometimes do and then like we kind of forget, it kind of falls out of our behavior. And it's called, quite simply, go the extra mile. Excellence often requires going above and beyond what is expected. By consistently striving to exceed expectations and deliver exceptional results, you can stand out from the crowd and create opportunities for success. So I have two examples of this. One of them is Four Seasons Hotels that created a term called unexpected kindness and what it was about um i think disney actually maybe it was a disney or four seasons i can't remember now but one of them created unexpected kindness i remember it was one of the research papers I did. and what they were saying there is that when you go to a five-star hotel everything's expected for it to be clean and smell nice and have the best linen and have the best coffee it's also expected where are your moments of surprising and unexpected kindness? And I thought that was really like poignant. It's like, we are, where are you playing in an unexpected way? Another example of this, which is maybe related, not related, but I was listening to a podcast called The Hidden Brain 
and they were talking about the psychology of gifting. So interesting. They said the gifts that are appreciated the most are the ones that are not expected. And the gifts that are expected on a birthday are compared to other gifts that they receive on a birthday. So you could go in with an amazing gift that somebody gifted much more than you. Your gift becomes secondary, third, fourth, whatever. It's like, then I, I have become uh, pretty tight and pretty good friends with a guy called Rowan Belcher. And I know you know him as well. He is a global CEO, coach, and leadership consultant. Rowan recently came to Dubai and he's, he's growing his brand into Saudi and Dubai. And he, and he coaches top CEOs in the UK mostly. He lives in Cape. But he posted this thing where whenever he gets a new client, he gifts them with like six of his favorite books and a CEO handbook. And I thought, you know, that's an incredible excellence process where right from the start, you set the tone of what we're going to be doing in this relationship. Here's the things that I want you to access and think about. Here are my favorite thinking processes. Here's a book that you can journal in. Let's arrive into this conversation together. And I, and I think some people are, are more thoughtful around this. And when I see the unexpected things of kindness and I see uh, the gifting processes and gifting people when they're not expecting it, and then see Rowan, like he, he wrote this on, on LinkedIn, I just thought to myself, you know, if you are more elegant and delayed in your gratification, you'll have time. And how, how amazing it is that you just tie these two up and all of a sudden it becomes obvious to be gifting. It, it becomes obvious to be, to be being excellent and going out of the way, you know? I, I love it. And the way that I've always uh, thought about it is surprise and delight. You know, how do you add that element to the work that you do? Because it's so easy for us just to get caught up in, oh, this is what I do as a service. And I'm just going to do this excellently. That's cool. But what people are really looking for is to be surprised and delighted. I also, I heard this interview once, also a restaurant dude, who said that when they have customers come into the restaurant, the waiter is instructed to always ask, is this your first time or have you been here before? And when they go and sit you down, depending on whether you've been there before, you're a new customer, you get a different color serviette. And so now everyone knows whether you're, you're new or you well, or you're coming back. And so they either treat you as welcome back. It's so good to see you again. It's great to have you in. Or, you know, welcome to the restaurant for the first time. How can we make this as pleasant experience for you as possible? And, and I love that. There's the small attention to detail, right? And I'll often sit when I'm working with teams, I'll ask myself, well, what is the surprise and delight aspect? They expect me to do X, Y, and Z. What would surprise and delight look like on top of that? And, and it might just be small things, right? It might be that extra video you sent them. It might be like when you are contracting for a, a speaking engagement, that you do a teaser video for them that they didn't expect that they can share with their audience. It would be cool to have an outsourced surprise and delight chief, of, chief officer. It's almost like, look, I'll pay you X amount a month. Come and look at what I do. And here are my client, um, here's my client uh, uh, journey from inquiry to delivery, where are the delight and surprise processes? Like, yeah, yeah. At what that. point Love do we that. jump mm. in and actually do delight and surprise? My God, this is, uh. um, that's uh, delight and surprise business. Okay, number three is decluttering. In order for us to be excellent, we've really got to be clear on what we're focusing on. 
And we have spoken about being broad in our focus, but the cleanliness of that focus, the the impact of that focus is think I think what I, is what I'm what I'm aiming at is clutter and chaos can be major obstacles to excellence. By decluttering your physical space, your mind, and your schedule, you can create a more productive and focused environment that supports your goals. Now, the one example I always have is for myself is I recently moved from my apartment in the marina. I moved in with my friend Joe that we all know or that you and I know from the pod. And I was shocked at how much stuff I had again. Like, I mean, like, what are you doing? Like, how, why have you got so many things? I have, I was giving loads and loads of stuff away again. And I was like, this is somebody who's nomadic, who's been traveling, who, who lives in apartment hotels around the world and is still accumulating so many things. And so I, I come to South Africa now and my suitcases are like 24 kilos, two suitcases. I'm like, guy, you don't need so many things. Like, what is, like, how would you still have so much? And so even me with my, I wouldn't say minimalist approach, but essentialist approach still gather far too many things. And Marie Kondo, if you don't know who she is, she's a Japanese consultant who's made a business of, it's, it's almost like an organizing consultant. So she comes into your life and into your business and into your, and she like repacks, rechecks, rethinks. And so I think that ability for us to declutter is a real skill. It gives us cleanliness, gives us space. And again, it comes back down to the both other points. It's delayed gratification. It's in an alpha brain state. It's in a calm manner. It's respectful. It's not mediocre. And it's really about that sort of idea of decluttering. I like what you said around the cleanliness of the focus that you have. Um, That's a great little phrase. And I mean, if we think of of examples of excellence, you know, whether that's Barack Obama, whether that's a sports star, whether that's an incredible business person, they all have an intense focus around what they do, right? And for many of them, decluttering means getting rid of distractions or getting rid of even of the smallest things. I mean, oh, you know, you can think of that example of Mark Zuckerberg that would say, you know, um, I'm wearing the same outfit every day. And that's, of course, a very extreme thing. And then like tech bros went and all adopted this because like they need to also just wear one thing a day. It's like, okay, like I get where you're going with that. Maybe like you, you're overreaching a bit because you're not Mark Zuckerberg. But I, I appreciate the idea that we should strip away the things that are distracting us from being our best. And it's so easy that over time we just gather and gather all of these different attachments, whether that's physical attachments like buying more and more clothing or whether that's an emotional attachment or baggage that you have or an outdated belief that you have, all of these things need to be decluttered so that you are just creating cleanliness of focus. For much more just like this, subscribe to The Expansive today. And while you're doing that, please leave us a five-star review. You can also listen to the full episode titled How to Be Excellent right now. Remember to find The Expansive on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube, the links to all of which you can find in the show notes. Until the next time, stay expansive. Expansive.